The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to NeuroMatters, the brink of Alzheimer's with Dr. Sam Brinkman. Our program brings together individuals who struggle with Alzheimer's disease or other disorders and noted professionals who can provide answers and timely information related to these disorders. Now, here is your host, Dr. Sam Brinkman. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to NeuroMatters, the Brink of Alzheimer's. I am your host, Dr. Sam Brinkman, and this is a program about Alzheimer's disease and the dementias, and I am glad that you are with us this evening. We're going to talk about the Alzheimer Association and the Walk to End Alzheimer's. You know, the Alzheimer Association is truly a grassroots organization. My involvement with the association began actually in about 1980. At that time, many communities around the country had begun establishing little support groups and um, pockets of uh, expertise and information. And in the early 1980s, they started to grow together um, into a larger and larger organization. And today, we have the uh, the national organization, the Alzheimer Association, and there are chapters in pretty much every state. And and there are regional offices throughout the country, and we are going to talk about this organization, what it does, uh, what it hopes to do, and what it can offer you. To uh, have that discussion, we are going to talk with Karen Rampey. Karen is originally from Houston, Texas, and has completed her Bachelor of Science in Nursing degree from Middle Tennessee State University. She is also a certified yoga instructor, and Karen is now the regional director of the Abilene office of the um, North Central Texas chapter of the Alzheimer Association, and the Abilene area has just completed or is in the process of just completing the Walk to End Alzheimer's Disease. Karen, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Brinkman. It's a pleasure. Well, I'm very grateful for your being here, and let's begin with this. Tell me about the Alzheimer Association. What is this organization and what does it do? Uh, We offer a lot of different services. We like to think of ourselves as one-stop shopping for families facing a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, The main things that we do in our office, we offer a 24-7 helpline. It's providing information, resources, and solutions to callers. They can call our 1-800 number. It's 1-800-272-3900 and always have someone there to answer the phone and their questions. Um, We also facilitate support group meetings that meet each month in our office. We have a caregiver support group. We have a wife support group, and we have an early stage support group. Um, And what's exciting about our early stage support group is that it involves both the caregivers and the person with memory loss. Um, We find that it encourages the needed socialization and opportunities for people with dementia to stay connected and stay engaged in that supportive environment. And we have a lot of fun and laugh. 
Um, and we also conduct educational events and workshops around town. Uh, we The programs are designed to support both family members and professional caregivers with relevant information to confront any type of dementia diagnosis. Well, that is excellent. And, you know, when I have patients here in my office and uh, they have been given a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease or Lewy body disorder, vascular dementia, any of these, one of the first things that I do is send them to your office, which is just down the street about 10 blocks, I believe. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and there they will have lots of information available to them. They will have written material, video material, um, and you and Mindy can talk with them about the services that are available here. So Absolutely. We so appreciate the referrals. Um, yes, we, we love people to come in, and uh, I hope we don't overload them with information sometimes. Uh, we do have a large lending library, and we do try to offer the 36-hour day book. We've just been gifted a nice sum of those books um, and we have a lot of resources. We uh, One of the other things that we do is help people get signed up for the Medic Alert Safe Return Program. Um, you know, you hear in the news, people wander. Uh, we know that six out of ten people with Alzheimer's will eventually wander. And uh, this is an identification and record, uh, record system that provides 24-hour emergency response for individuals who may get separated from their loved ones. Um, so, yeah, things like that, we can help people get connected. Yes, and that, that bracelet um, mm-hmm. that is provided is really helpful, and, and it is reassuring to family members as well to know that contact can be reestablished if they are traveling somewhere or they are in an area of the city that they don't know that well. If they do get separated, the contact information is right there. Now, this uh, 800 number, by the way, this national 800 number, give mm-hmm. that number again. That is 1-800-272-3900, and should they call from a local Abilene number or anywhere within our 14 counties, it's going to ring through to our office. Um, If it's in off hours or on the weekends, holidays, it's going to be answered by someone uh, at our main national office, and they will be able to assist the person until we get back in. Uh, We also have a a local number, number, of course, if they happen to have a cell phone that doesn't have an area code uh, that rings to us, and that local number is is 325-672-2907. That's great. Now, that national number, actually, they have operators at that number that have that can speak many different languages. I don't recall the number of different uh-huh. languages. I recall that it's over 30. Yes. But when you get over 30, what difference does it make, yeah. right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so as, as there are a number of people across this wonderful nation who have recently come here from other countries and uh, are not comfortable with having a, a conversation like that in the English language, they uh, may be able to have that conversation in their native language, European languages, Asian, African languages. Uh, they are all covered. So that is a, a real outstanding benefit coming out of the national office. Yes, very much so. Now, you did your BSN at Middle Tennessee State University. So how did you get from Houston to Tennessee, by the way? Um, well, I've moved around a lot with my family over the years, yes, and uh, stayed home and raised my four children, and now I'm back in the working world again and just really super enjoying it. Well, in fact, Karen, you became the regional director right about one year ago. Am I remembering that? Yes, exactly. I'm celebrating my birthday, um, yes, this month. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's your birthday because that's the anniversary of you joining the association, Yes, exactly, it? exactly. What is this thing that we call the walk to end Alzheimer's? 
Um, it's a fantastic fundraiser. It's our big fundraiser of the year. Um, we have there are over 600 walks held in communities nationwide all over the country. Um, ours just passed this last month. We had it at Rose Park Senior Center, and we had nearly 500 walkers and 61 teams come out and this year we raised 84,000 and counting and all of that money is going towards dementia care education and research so this was an outstanding walk here you know in years past this was referred to as the memory walk and uh, as Karen pointed out it is the the largest specific fundraising event of the year for the Alzheimer Association. Um, I might add that the association is a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. a five hundred one c three. So donations are tax deductible, and um, this means basically that they depend on the charitable giving of the American public to do the many wonderful things that they do. So uh, if you have not given please give. If you have already given, give again and keep adding, <laughs> keep adding to that total because this, uh, this association uh, does many good things. Yeah, the, the services now, we provide are free, but of course what we do is not free. And we do rely on our generous sponsors, the United Way, and private donations to fund the services. That's right. As yeah. it was explained to me a long time ago, money is the fuel that runs the engine of a nonprofit organization. So Absolutely. the services are free, but they are paid for by generous donors. So what happens at one of these walks? Well, I can tell you a little bit about the walk we just experienced. Uh, this was my first walk. Um, it was a to behold. Um, I'm always impressed with our eager volunteers, so many people helping me put this together this year. I could not have done it by myself. Um, So the day started, we did our registration early in the morning. We were at Rose Park Senior Center. We um, had our honorary chair, Mayor Norm Archibald, has been such a great support to the association. He came out And uh, before we began our two-mile trek, there was a meaningful ceremony honoring those affected by Alzheimer's disease. And everyone participating planted a pinwheel in our promise garden. It's a flower of a color representing why that person was walking. So we just had a a rainbow of colors. We had caregivers um, carrying yellow flowers. Those with Alzheimer's disease carried a blue flower. The purple flowers were were for someone who had uh, lost someone to Alzheimer's disease. And those with a vision of a world without Alzheimer's carried orange. And uh, everyone returned to festivities with refreshments and door prizes. We had face painting. Um, We had awards this year for the best team t-shirt and the Martins in action took that one. Um, had a picture of grandma on the front and it was hot pink. It was so cute. Um, and the best name contest was the scrambled legs, L-E-G-G-S, which we thought was so cute. Um, and we also enjoyed the music of Big Country's own Elvis impersonator, Harvey McFadden. So it was just a great day and, and we wrapped it all up by lunch and, and it was just, it was an awesome thing. And he is a good Elvis impersonator, by the way. <laughs> Harvey does a great job each year for that, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he's so fantastic. What does it take to put together a walk event like this? Oh, let me tell you, um, hours of volunteers. Um, we have volunteers from a lot of our care partners. Uh, we start meeting, we meet six months uh, planning it and uh, meet once a month and uh, we still have one 
one more meeting. We're wrapping up uh, mm-hmm. this So week. the committee meets for six months, but yes. you're already planning the next one. Uh, well, yes, we've actually already reserved the space for next year. <laughs> It'll be on the 19th, September 19th. Go ahead and mark your calendars. All right. Well, that is good. <laughs> so if you think about this event in Abilene, raising $83,000 so far, and the event actually will go to the end of October. So there yes. will be more money coming in from sponsors and supporters and and um, uh, organizations. But um, if you think of this being replicated 600 times over around the nation, you can see that this is a, a very powerful activity that uh, raises both local and national awareness of the Alzheimer's disease and related disorders uh, challenge that lies before us and raises a lot of money. Now, what does the association use that money for? Uh, well, all of the services that we provide. Um, it keeps our office going and uh, it also goes to research. Mm-hmm. So it all goes back to the communities. And if I'm not mistaken, the Alzheimer's Association is the the single biggest um, non-governmental funder mm-hmm. of Alzheimer's research. And a lot of yes. their emphasis has been on uh, bringing new young researchers into the Alzheimer's disease world, in fact. So, you know, one of the difficulties in the research world is it's hard to get a foothold. It's hard to get a new research program up and running with young new researchers just off their education and uh, bringing in lots of new ideas and a lot more technically savvy than older researchers are, uh, but getting them the funding to help them to build a program is critically important. So the Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's Association has especially put a priority on bringing young researchers in. Well, we are going to take a break and we will return shortly to talk some more with Karen about this walk activity. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Where did I put my keys? What was I supposed to pick up at the grocery store? Why did I forget that appointment? These and other experiences cause us to wonder whether we or our loved ones are experiencing normal memory changes with age or whether we are developing significant cognitive deficits. The Gray Matters system provides an efficient, economical, accurate approach to monitoring memory and executive functioning in older adults who are at increased risk of developing dementia. Gray Matters may be used in a primary medical care setting, long-term care facilities, retirement communities, and other settings. The system allows for determining whether an individual's memory abilities and executive functioning are in the expected range for age and education, and whether these abilities have changed significantly over time. As a result, older individuals can be given the assurance that they are maintaining good brain health. Gray Matters is a caring, proactive approach to managing the worries of cognitive decline in older persons. Gray Matters. Screen for memory disorders or forget it. By making some important changes in your life, you can move forward from where you are to where you wish to be. It is becoming the change you want to see. It can be a sort of experiment, if you will. On Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time, your host, Dr. Serena Wadwa, will introduce you to ideas that can help improve your health, relationships, and finances. You probably have at least one part of your life that needs improving. 
Make an appointment now to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Neuro Matters, the brink of Alzheimer's. To reach Dr. Brinkman or his guest expert today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send questions or comments about the show via email to sdbrinkman at hotmail.com. Now, back to Neuro Matters. Welcome back to the program, and thank you for staying with us. We are talking with Karen Rampey, who is the director of the Abilene Regional Office of the Alzheimer's Association, and we're talking today about what has been uh, named the Walk to End Alzheimer's Disease, and Karen has uh, just helped, has just led the uh, Abilene organization to a very successful walk, raising $83,000 and counting, as she says, and money will continue to come in until the end of October. Um, Karen, you mentioned teams on the walk. What, uh, What are these teams and how are they put together? Well, we have corporate teams, we have family teams. Um, it's it's really nice to see people coming together. You can walk as an individual, uh, or you can grow a team. Ask your friends, families, coworkers get together. Um, it was so neat at the walk to see groups of people getting together, taking that team photo. Teams that come year after year, um, and they all are walking for a purpose. Like I said, we had the flowers, and everybody gets those, and they and they um, place the name of their loved one or the reason why they're walking and then they plant it and at the end they take it with them and and this year for everyone that earned um a hundred dollars uh we say it's the best t-shirt that you'll ever earn <laughs> um, and uh and it could be personalized and uh and actually if people still that want to send in uh donations if they earn a hundred dollars we still have t-shirts so come on by the office so people put together teams Maybe yes. a family, a bunch mm-hmm. of family members come together and say, we're going to be the Smith team or yes. whatever it may be, the Rampy team. <laughs> right, right. And we had a best team name contest, so make it creative Now, and what fun. was that called again? Uh, the, scrambled legs. The scrambled legs. Yes. All right, because they, <laughs> those legs were made for walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, corporations come together and form teams. What do these different teams do to raise money? What kinds of activities do they do? Well, we... Uh, I continue to be inspired by our supporters' creativity. Um, We've had groups do bake sales, um, car washes, and garage sales. Uh, Individuals have used their talents this year, I know, to uh, a lady made salsa, and she sold it to her friends. Um, another lady made bread. We had um, a lady make a beautiful quilt. It was uh, one of those wedding ring, you know, looped mm. together quilts. And she raffled it. And um, I saw her around town at a few different events. And she had a purple hat on. And you know how they have the streamers going down the hat. And everybody yes. would uh, put money, clip that money onto there and donate for that. Um, I didn't win it this year, but I'm hopeful maybe next time. Uh, but <laughs> Don't like, give up. For the place 
place of businesses. We had a few different businesses um, come and get our stickers. We have a stickers uh, that say casual for the cause. And if you organize it with your boss, you could have a wear jeans to work day and have a donation made to do that. So I would have to pay a dollar or two dollars or whatever sure. for the privilege of wearing jeans to work that yes. day. Yes. Yes. And people, of course, love to wear jeans to work. It makes the day go faster. So that's a real popular. Um, I've heard of people doing breakfast burritos at work. You know, you show up with a stack of burritos and they'll pay whatever you ask for them. <laughs> <laughs> Especially those that skip breakfast. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we've had people bring donuts to events. There, there are just so many ways uh, to get creative and fundraise for your team. Or, you know, if you're not that creative, you can just make a donation to yourself. That's the easy part. That's yes. the easy part. And to do that, you could just go to alz.org slash walk and uh, find a team or start a team and, and you can donate right there. All right. Well, I continue also to be impressed by the creativity of the people that participate, the teams and the ideas that they come up with. I know last year there was a, an organization, a group in another city that um paid large sums of money for the privilege of throwing a cream pie into the face of, a, of someone. <laughs> I think I saw something about that. <laughs> and, you know, people will pay a lot of money for that privilege. Ooh, oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was a very successful fundraiser <laughs> for them. Uh, we had done in the past a uh, motorcycle rally here in town before my hips went bad. Mm -hmm. And I was not able to do that the last couple of years, but I hope to come back to that. You know, a nice sunny West Texas day where 350 days a year are good days for riding a motorcycle yeah. and uh, people really enjoyed it and I hope that we can return to doing that kind of thing um, there is a certain competitive competitiveness among these teams isn't there oh yes we have a, a top community care uh, trophy that goes around and uh, yes big big bragging rights <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, if uh, if your listeners, I know you are a national show, but if your listeners um, want to find a walk, there are lots of walks still happening, uh, like I say, going through the end of October. So all you have to do is go to that alz.org slash walk, type in your zip code or your city that you're interested in attending a walk, and you can find your local walk right there. Um, and go ahead and sign up and attend. Uh, here locally, um, in our uh, North Central Texas chapter, we have our Wichita Fall Walk, and that's happening at MSU at Sykes Lake Center, and that's this weekend, this Saturday. And, um, and I will be attending the Fort Worth Walk coming up. It's going to be October the 25th. And that's at Trinity Park. So if you miss the one in Abilene or you're not here local, um, definitely check it out. It's, it's something yeah, you don't want to miss. Find a walk near you. You know, yeah. go to that uh, National Association website, alz.org um, for slash walk and find one and go there. Have a good time. Uh, bring lots of money and leave with none. <laughs> <laughs> but enjoy. You know, the, 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 um, the general atmosphere is not a uh, sorrowful, morose atmosphere, is it? But it's not a pretty a, joyful setting. Not at all. People people are reminiscing sometimes, um, but yes, people are walking because they're encouraged and, and they're excited about the new developments that are happening and treatments and, and um, new we, we saw just this week, they are now growing brain cells in a test tube and, and they've identified uh, that they've been able to do the work on the 
plaques and the tangles. Um, so it's exciting. We uh, we are hopeful. And, it uh, is pretty amazing what's happening in the research world, and we probably ought to do a, a program update in the not too distant future just to keep everyone as current as we can. Um, I know that over the past. Uh, number of years, there's been a lot of emphasis on understanding how networks of neurons work together. And uh, this is a whole new uh, area. And there's a high priority on finding methods of finding techniques and technologies that will allow some kind of either indirect or direct measurement of those networks. And that is going to be a major leap forward when we are able to accomplish that. Now, Karen, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. You've Uh been in this role of regional director for a year, (laughs) and you um, uh, followed a a wonderful regional director, Libby Conley, who is just precious to uh, all of us around here. What has been the biggest surprise so far? Um, I guess the biggest surprise is how much we laugh. How much we laugh in the audience in our in our office. Um, we have people coming in and and they're overwhelmed and um, and but when we start to really talk about the d- details of their life and solutions, um, I just see I see the look of relief on their face when they see that someone is there as a resource. Um, yeah, and and we do. We share stories. We laugh. You know, sometimes we laugh and we cry together. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it is an emotionally intensive experience. Um, it is. Talk about case management a little bit. What does a case manager do? Uh, well, a lot of most of the time we have people coming into the office, and and we do appreciate your referrals, and we help them kind of navigate, figure out what comes first. A lot of times we talk about legal planning um, and things like that. Um, a lot of people come in and they're already a little bit deeper into the disease, and they need some respite care. Um, different things. We just help them kind of figure out where to begin and how to prioritize because things can be so overwhelming when you feel like everything is happening at once and and you need to really get on top of things. So when someone learns that they have Mm -hmm. one of these disorders that uh, uh, comes under the heading of dementia, when someone learns that they have that and their family learns of that, there are so many different things to consider. There are legal issues and financial Mm -hmm. issues to consider. There are caregiving issues and Mm -hmm. sharing the workload and uh, caregiver burden, caregiver stress. Absolutely. issues to think of. There's the the well-being and quality of life and the relationships of that individual and and very oftentimes either vocational or avocational activities uh, that that person wants to be able to continue. So there are so many things to think about that um, the case manager can sort of organize all of that, yes. prioritize among those things, and get them plugged into the right um uh, the right community resources, right? Absolutely. We always encourage people to just give us a call. We have lists, uh, lots and lots of resources that we can give to people. Um, we and caregivers are the are the people that we primarily serve. Eighty um, percent of the care provided to individuals with Alzheimer's disease is delivered at home by unpaid family caregivers, and so that's really our community. That's a big resource, and caregiving is very highly stressful. The burnout risk is high and, um, you know, we live in a mobile society now. So 
families are often spread, family members are distributed around the country, so often the caregiver burden falls unequally to just one individual. Often that will be a spouse, mm-hmm. and, and that seems appropriate, but the children will be there to support and help out as well. Mm-hmm. But um, but if those children are not in the area, then the, the stress level can be very high. Yeah, and we see that. It, you know, sometimes the families do rally together, and they come together and help and share the burden, but unfortunately, that's not always the case and then when that happens there has to be some other resources to come in and fill the gaps you mentioned a book a little earlier a book called the 36 hour day we're about a minute from going to a break here and when we come back from the break i, I would like you to talk a little bit about that book or we can talk together about it because um, i have found it to be a, a tremendously useful resource for so many family members and on the topic of caregiving by the way the second program that we ever did on this radio show was actually on caregiving and that was with the the wonderful Howard Gretzner from Waco, Texas, who yes. uh, who I believe I wrote the first book on caregiver stress for persons providing care for people with dementia. I've, so, heard, I've heard him speak, and uh, I've and and when we come back, Howard is going to be in Abilene here very shortly, and we will also talk about Angel's Perch, which is going to be interesting. So. Um, Again, Karen Rampey, I'm so grateful to you for taking the time to be here this evening. Uh, hopefully it's easier than chasing four kids at home. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and I appreciate your sharing your experiences in organizing the Walk to End Alzheimer's. That used to be called the Memory Walk, by the way, until two years ago. And they changed the name of it because the uh, national organization has focused like a laser on this idea of coming up with the cure, coming up Mm -hmm. with the definitive treatment. And of course, that means putting the research resources together to accomplish that. And that's where the walk money comes in as well. So please stay with us and we will be back shortly to talk more about the Alzheimer's Association and the walk to end Alzheimer's. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Where did I put my keys? What was I supposed to pick up at the grocery store? Why did I forget that appointment? These and other experiences cause us to wonder whether we or our loved ones are experiencing normal memory changes with age or whether we are developing significant cognitive deficits. The Gray Matters system provides an efficient, economical, accurate approach to monitoring memory and executive functioning in older adults who are at increased risk of developing dementia. 
Gray matters may be used in a primary medical care setting, long-term care facilities, retirement communities, and other settings. The system allows for determining whether an individual's memory abilities and executive functioning are in the expected range for age and education, and whether these abilities have changed significantly over time. As a result, older individuals can be given the assurance that they are maintaining good brain health. Gray Matters is a caring, proactive approach to managing the worries of cognitive decline in older persons. Gray Matters. Screen for memory disorders or forget it. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Neuro Matters, the brink of Alzheimer's. To reach Dr. Brinkman or his guest expert today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send questions or comments about the show via email to sdbrinkman at hotmail.com. Now, back to Neuro Matters. Thank you for staying with us. Welcome back to the program where we are talking with Karen Rampey, who is the director of the Abilene Regional Office of the uh, North Central Texas chapter of the Alzheimer Association. You have a big title. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> and, acknowledging that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we mentioned just before the break this book called The 36-Hour Day. You know, there is uh, so much when someone finds him or herself in a caregiving situation, there is so much to learn so fast, and it is hard to find an efficient way to do that. But this excellent book is, um, uh, I believe, continues to be the outstanding um, instruction manual for managing all of the different cognitive symptoms, behavioral changes, emotional symptoms associated with Alzheimer's disease and the other dementias, whether it's discussion of how to communicate clearly when somebody is experiencing language dysfunction or whether you should remind someone when they can't think of a word or when they can't remember an event, uh, how do you uh, present calmness in a situation that makes you want to become tense, how do you deal with visual confusion, sundowner syndrome. There are so many things that uh, uh, that can come up, and uh, this is just an outstanding book. And as you had mentioned, um, through a generous donation, you have um, a lot of copies of that book for people in this area to uh, come by and pick up. And the feedback that I have from caregivers has been very positive about this book. Yes, us as well. Yes, it's, it's nice to go to that glossary and and if you have a topic that you're struggling with, whether it's bathing or you know sleeping or medications or whatever, you're going to be able to thumb through and find an area that's going to give you some guidance. Yes, eating when there's a decrease in the sense of smell, a resistance to um, maintaining basic hygiene issues. Mm-hmm. So there, there are so many things that are addressed by this book, and I highly recommend it. The 36-hour day, because that's what it feels like sometimes when you're Absolutely. a caregiver. Um, Karen, talk to me about Angel's Perch. 
Well, we're having a neat program here in Abilene uh, for everybody that's local. Um, it's a movie called Angel's Perch. Um, it says in the in the little flyer here, sometimes the longest journey is the one that takes you home. And um, we're having a special guest, Howard Gretzner, coming from one of our other regional offices, and he's a grief counselor. I've heard him speak. Um, he talks about the difference of, of grief with a loss of any other nature in comparison to loss with Alzheimer's, you know, losing that loved one little bits at a time, even before you've really lost them. Um, so what we'll be planning on doing is having a viewing of that movie. Um, it's an independent film that examines the relationship between the past and the present of memory loss and as depicted by a struggling family uh, dealing with Alzheimer's disease. And so uh, we'll have that screening. It's going to be at the West Texas Rehab Center. Um, and that's at 4601 Hartford Street, right next door to Dr. Brinkman's office, actually. And uh, that's going to be Thursday, October the 30th. And we'll be meeting from 1 o'clock until 4 o'clock. There'll be refreshments, and um, and we'll have a nice, beautiful space provided by the West Texas Rehab Center. Um, now, I know that, you know, this uh, this is a national movement as well. Finding a movie that really captures the experience of dealing with Alzheimer's disease or the other dementias. And so, watch for this uh, around the country. Watch for this in your communities. It's called Angel's Perch, mm-hmm. and uh, I am looking forward to seeing it. I have not seen it yet. I'm not certain whether it's even available just yet, but we will be seeing, oh, it is available. Okay. Um, Our regional director has informed me that it is available. (laughs) (laughs) I purchased a copy myself off of Amazon. Oh, good work. (laughs) All right. And I will look forward to seeing this movie and um, I look forward to having Howard in town here. He is a wonderful speaker, a wonderful leader and has such great insight. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about the walk to end Alzheimer's disease as a fundraiser. There is another kind of fundraiser that most of the associations around the country do. And so um, I'd like you to talk a little bit about that as well, because yes. I know that most chapters do it and uh, uh, yet uh, gets community involvement. It brings visibility to the needs and it brings the fuel that uh, runs the engine money mm-hmm. for the nonprofit organization. So uh, talk with us about what Abilene does there. Uh, well, we have a second fundraiser every year, and uh, it's called Stepping Out for Memories. It's a dinner, dance, live and silent auction. And uh, it's really been a grassroots kind of thing. It started uh, very small with a group of ladies. And uh, every year we've had to get a larger and larger venue. And last year, uh, we raised almost as much as we did at the walk, which was incredible. Um, It's always in the spring. This year, it's going to be March the 21st. We're going to have it again in the round building at the Taylor County Expo Center. Uh, so mark your calendars, March 21st. Uh, it's a great party, and it's in support of a great cause. Uh, we have excellent auction items. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't believe all of the stuff that we had donated. And oftentimes, these big items will go for just a steal. So <laughs> even if you're in it for the loot, <laughs> just come. It's it's really a big party. We dance, we laugh. We we usually have a performance artist there. Um, our auction 
auction year just really makes it a fun, exciting time. We normally have barbecue. We're, we're just in the beginning stages of planning, so I don't want to promise too much, but it will be uh, quite an event you do not want to miss. So those of you in other communities, you know, attend this type of event that your community has as well. Some of the larger cities um, have hosted things like the um, uh, Rita Hayworth Gala in the past, you know, which has been a very, uh, a very popular um, event and um, it's named for Rita Hayworth because you know she was one of the earliest celebrities to announce publicly that she had Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was talk um, in the um, late 70s, early 80s, I guess in the early 80s, of actually calling it Rita Hayworth's disease, although that never mm-hmm. got traction, it never really took hold. But um, but her daughter has been very helpful in promoting fundraising for the Alzheimer's Association and allows the association to actually use her name for those gala events. So that uh, these are, are fun things, they're enjoyable things. One of the things that has impressed me is how kind-hearted and generous people are Absolutely. you know if people um, learn of a need people in this country learn of a need um, they are willing to help out with time with energy with their connections with their skills and with the contributions that they are willing to make so um, around the country if you don't have another fundraiser other than the walk to end Alzheimer's disease certainly some type of a party atmosphere event um, about six months off the year from the walk to end Alzheimer's disease is a good idea. Absolutely. We, we know that 5.2 million Americans are currently living with Alzheimer's disease. These numbers are only growing. Um, in more personal terms, that's one in eight seniors over the age of 65 have Alzheimer's disease. So there are people, um, you know, that know the importance of uh, finding these research dollars and supporting these families that are struggling um, so uh, it's 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 quite easy, and people are oftentimes intimidated by asking people to donate money. And in my experience, uh, it, we, if you just ask, if you just get over your anxiety about it and ask, people want to support um, different charities, and 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 we're just always warmed in our hearts um, by people's generosities. You know, Karen, an interesting thing happened in this country several years ago. And that is the first baby boomers began turning 65 years of age. Yes. And it's, uh, that places a large, large segment of, of our uh, population into the age of increasing risk for developing Alzheimer's disease. So if we say, mm-hmm. you know, 5.2 million or so cases of Alzheimer's disease in the United States right now, what is it going to be? In the future, they, they are projecting by 2050 that that number can reach as high as 15 million. So it can potentially triple. Um, yes, so it, it's startling. Absolutely. So the way that I see uh, the situation is, we either pay it now or pay it a whole lot bigger later. We sure. either put the money into the research now and um, uh, stay focused on what we are needing to accomplish here, or pay dearly for the care of. Many, many, many people um, 
in the uh, age at greater risk for developing Alzheimer's. Right. You know, at 65 years of age, there's perhaps a, a 2 or 3% risk. At 75 years of age, it's about 15%. And at 85 years of age, it's about 45%. So it's an age-related thing. And the more people that move into the age of increased risk, the more drain there will be on the public health care system mm -hmm. and the private health care system um, on uh, uh, the resources of families, the more the more um, uh, facilities we would have to have available for families who are not able to provide care at home. So there's a lot that's going to be changing over these next few decades. And if we uh, don't uh, keep our eye on the ball now and accomplish what we have to accomplish, then we will pay dearly for it later. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of uh, of gains to, to that need to be made. Alzheimer's disease, with uh, it being the sixth leading cause of death, it is the only one in the top ten that cannot be prevented, cured, or even slowed at this point. The medications are, are not improving the brain; they are just simply preserving uh, the memory as a little bit longer. But mm -hmm. uh, we really, truly have very limited uh, prevention or no prevention and very limited treatments. And there, there is new information coming out uh, continuously. Many of you have uh, read in the newspapers or, or heard on the news about vitamin D being a risk factor for the development of dementia. And certainly that is the case. Um, and so monitoring vitamin D in the annual well visits or, or annual physical exam is a good idea that's being done more and more. So as we get items of information like this and we um, learn more and more about the risk factors, we can do what we can to try to control or manage those risk factors. Um, uh, Karen, we are going to go to a break in just a few minutes here, and when we come back, I'd like you to talk about a couple of other things that the Alzheimer's Association does, one of these being its advocacy activities, and the other being the trial match program. Mm -hmm. So we will uh, go ahead and take a break here for a couple of minutes, and when we return, we will talk about those two topics, so please stay with us. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Where did I put my keys? What was I supposed to pick up at the grocery store? Why did I forget that appointment? These and other experiences cause us to wonder whether we or our loved ones are experiencing normal memory changes with age or whether we are developing significant cognitive deficits. The Gray Matters system provides an efficient, economical, accurate approach to monitoring memory and executive functioning in older adults who are at increased risk of developing dementia. Gray Matters may be used in a primary medical care setting, long-term care facilities, retirement communities, and other settings. The system allows for determining whether an individual's memory abilities and executive functioning are in the expected range for age and education, and whether these abilities have changed significantly over time. As a result, older individuals can be given the assurance that they are maintaining good brain health. Gray Matters is a caring, proactive approach to managing the worries of cognitive decline in older persons. Gray Matters. Screen for memory disorders or forget it. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Neuromatters, the brink of Alzheimer's. To reach Dr. Brinkman or his guest expert today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send questions or comments about the show via email to sdbrinkman at hotmail.com. Now, back to Neuromatters. Thank you for staying with us. We're talking with Karen Rampey who is the director of the Abilene Regional Office of the North Central Texas Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. And she has been in this position for about a year. And it's interesting that uh, she her first career was that of a nurse special, specialized in critical care nursing. And um, she has gone to the other end of the healthcare spectrum now, away from critical care and looking at management of chronic, <laughs> uh, chronic conditions such as Alzheimer's disease. So that is quite a change to conceptualize the intensity of care that you started with and the need for persistence of care that we have with the dementias, isn't it? Yes, it it can be a long haul for folks. Uh, There's no roadmap, but uh, we try to help people figure out what's next and, and manage their way. Talk about the advocacy efforts of the Alzheimer's Association. Yeah, so we've been talking about the walk, and that is probably the most fun listeners can have, is joining in the walk to end Alzheimer's every year. Um, but there are other ways that you can get involved just as importantly. Um, one way is to become an advocate for Alzheimer's. And that is uh, it involves speaking up for the needs and the rights of people living with Alzheimer's disease by encouraging our elected officials to make it a priority. Um, the Alzheimer's Association is the leading voice for Alzheimer's advocacy. We fight for research. We fight for, for prevention and care initiatives at the state and the federal level. So anyone becoming an advocate uh, can easily become one by going to alz.org slash advocacy and make a real difference. Um, It's just as easy as signing up and then you'll begin to get emails um, and it will put the dots really close together for you. All you have to do is sign your name at the bottom of a a petition. They will help you get it to the right person uh, to make the difference so that they make Alzheimer's a priority. Now, to our listeners, I'd like to say you can imagine the complexity of um, integrating a progressive and highly variable disorder like Alzheimer's disease or the other related disorders with a healthcare system that is very large um, and uh, rather impersonal, uh, quite honestly, and um, uh, is not real flexible in addressing needs that come up. So advocacy becomes a very important issue, yes, with respect to real major issues like um, 
a specific work group um, that that accomplished its mission and and uh, other large undertakings, but it also is important to address little issues like problems of transferring patients from nursing homes to hospitals and back and making sure that the appropriate financial coverage is taking place and the appropriate care is provided at each place. So um, advocacy is an extremely important undertaking. And the, the questions that I have you are this. Number one, how bad do you want to talk to your senator or congressperson? Mm-hmm. And number two, how bad do you think they want to talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> this is an election year. This yeah. is a good time to tell them what you want and what you need. And of course, the association has its its advocacy forum each year in the spring. And uh, I have participated in that most years and have, have come back feeling that I did something very useful and, and very worthwhile. It's exhausting. It's a lot of work. But on the Hill, in congressional meetings, to articulate on behalf of those patients that really cannot um, state the things that need to be done or caregivers who are so um, overwhelmed by caregiving that they don't have the opportunity to present their needs to the federal government. Uh, also, by the way, there are state advocacy efforts. We certainly have a um, an annual event here in Texas, and I think most other states have followed suit with developing, for example, a state Alzheimer plan, working with state health organizations and things like that. So advocacy and involvement with government, it may not be something that uh, you grew up wanting to do, but it's something that you can do now that can make a big difference for a lot of people. So yeah. uh, advocacy, uh, critically important. Yes, it can be very uh, intimidating maybe for the lay person, but um, the way that we do it, we can connect you to the resources that make it very easy for you to do that and make a real difference. Well, it really is, and my experience has been, and and uh, we did a program specifically on advocacy this past spring, and um, retired Congressman Charlie Stenholm actually called in to encourage people to um, to make their positions heard and make their needs and make their opinions heard because as he stated people in Congress want to know what their constituents think now they may or may not do what you want but they want to know what your thoughts are and what your priorities are so right, and numbers speak so enough people right. saying the same thing with the same message then they're going to have to listen that's right now what is trial match uh, trial match. Um, that's the second thing that people can do uh, is to get registered with trial match. It's our free clinical studies matching service that connects individuals with Alzheimer's, caregivers, healthy volunteers, and physicians with current research studies. Um, this is all over the nation. Uh, so we, we know that the only thing standing between us and finding a cure is funding for research and willing volunteers. So um, it's just as easy as filling out a trial match card. You can come by our office. We're located at 301 South Pioneer, Suite 105. Uh, You can also find this information on our website, alz.org. Um, and once you sign up, um, all it is is filling out a little bit of basic information. Um, of course, it is not a commitment to any trial or study. Um, we're just getting a little bit of information. And then if there is a trial that's going to be happening in your area and you meet the qualifications, well, then they will find out more information from you. Um, and you can, of course, say yes or no. But it's just showing your willingness. 
This is a nice service from the association. Uh, let's say that, that you decide, uh, I would like to be a research subject, not because you have some form of dementia. You may not have dementia, but there are uh, requirements for normal controls in a lot of studies as well. So you say, I would like to at least look into, at least consider being a subject in research so that my life and my um, uh, activities can contribute to the general knowledge about aging and the dementias. Well, what would you do next? You know, phone a friend would be one possibility, but um, there has not been, before trial match, there had not been a single database, a single collection of the information uh, regarding uh, research trials that are available right now. So, going to the uh, trial match um, uh, page of the um, Alzheimer Association website if you just want to look at what kinds of trials are being conducted right now, what kinds of medications, what are these medications supposed to do, where are they being conducted, what kind of people are they looking for. Um, I think that, uh, that it would be inherently interesting to most of you and for those of you who would consider being um, volunteers in some type of research activity, that is a very good starting point. Right. And and if I understand correctly, it's not only specifically Alzheimer's disease. That's correct. Yes. Uh, they will have drug trials listed there for Lewy body disorder, uh, vascular dementia, frontotemporal disorder, primary progressive aphasia, many, many different disorders that are being investigated. Now, Karen, we have about a minute left. Can you give us that 800 number again? Uh, yes, that's 1-800-272-3900. And if you are local in our area, um, it's 672 two two nine zero seven and that's a three two five number and what is the web address for the national alzheimer association uh, alz.org as easy as that. that Lots was, of information. You don't even have to be able to spell <laughs> Alzheimer, do you? <laughs> Thank goodness. That's our biggest question. How do you pronounce it? How do you spell it? You know, early in the in doing the this uh, program, I had uh, thought a lot, and in some of the early um, uh, programs, I talked some about the life of Alois Alzheimer, a very mm-hmm. remarkable man, uh, 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 a man worthy of being emulated. And uh, I might go back to that at some point and talk more about his life. Yeah. Um, I do want to thank you, Karen, so much for being here on the program and sharing this information. And um, I uh, also want to, to let our listeners know next week is going to be um, a program specifically about adult protective services. It's um, a, uh, a very serious topic and a topic that not many people want to talk about, but it's a topic that needs to be talked about. So I'm hoping that my guest and I will will be helpful in uh, helping the the listenership to understand the role of this organization. Thank you, Karen, for being here, and thank you, my listeners. I will be back with you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Neuro Matters: The Brink of Alzheimer's. Please join Dr. Sam Brinkman again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again next week.